How can we get started with role-playing games? How can we find time and space to begin? Is there any way we can overcome the inertia? Welcome to Roleplay Rescue, the podcast about finding a route back to playing tabletop role-playing games. My name is Che Webster, and this week I wanted to talk about making a start in our gaming. I want to keep this episode brief and focused. My goal is to simply address one of the biggest problems that I see in my own hobby and in that of others around me. It's not an easy topic to tackle. This is Season 4, Episode 14, Overcoming Inertia. Let's get started. Inertia is a tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged. From the very beginning of my podcast, I've been trying to persuade people to start playing. Whether you're a lapsed gamer who has started to miss the good times you used to enjoy role-playing games, or if you're a total novice who's simply curious, or even if you are an old grognard who's not currently playing, spending perhaps more time reading and thinking than actually doing, I think that inertia is the greatest challenge you face. We're all busy people in a fast-paced world in which tomorrow is always right in front of our noses, baiting us on with the promise of money, achievement and success. If we're not careful, the things we keep promising ourselves we'll do will get squeezed out by the things we keep doing in the rush to get through another busy day. In what feels like an age, back in my very first episode, I asked the question, what stops you from gaming? So... What does stop you from gaming? What blocks you from actually sitting down and playing a role-playing game? Take a moment. Think about it. I'll wait. If it helps, pause the podcast and take a minute to think about it. Just remember to come back for the rest. Have a think. What stops you from actually sitting down and playing a role-playing game? Common reasons, and they are all legit reasons. Common reasons include stuff like the hours we work, the time we need to give a family, the desire to be with a partner, and the demands that others place upon us. Some of us enjoy doing other things. We have other passions that are far stronger than the idea of playing a game. Many of us feel isolated and unable to find others with whom to play. The list of reasons is pretty diverse simply because we as people, are pretty diverse. And that's something I've always valued. In the philosophy of the Vulcans, there is infinite diversity in infinite combinations. Yeah, we all have our reasons. Sometimes what it boils down to is time. Other people struggle with finding fellow gamers. And commonly, we just don't give ourselves permission to play. Inertia is a tendency to do nothing, or to remain unchanged. Stephen Pressfield. He's the guy who introduced me to the resistance. And just sitting here, thinking about it, I realise that I have once again surrendered to it. If you don't know what The Resistance is, you need to grab a copy of 
The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and you need to read it. Quote, Most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands the resistance. Resistance is the most toxic force on the planet. It is the root of more unhappiness than poverty, disease and erectile dysfunction. To yield to resistance deforms our spirit. It stunts us and makes us less than we are and were born to be. End quote. In short, the resistance is that force within that stops us from doing that which we were born to do. Pressfield comes at the resistance from the perspective of an artist, a writer, struggling to overcome. He is at war, and he calls us to join in that war, against the resistance. I think there's a deliciousness to the idea of resisting the resistance. What's my point? I don't think that any words I can muster would say it better than Pressfield does. Go on Kindle and download the free sample of the book, The War of Art, and spend a few minutes reading it. And if you've read it before, do what I just did and grab it out. I'm going to sit and read it again, just as soon as I've finished recording this podcast. I was always struck by the image that Stephen R. Covey, in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the image that he outlines through the analogy of the jar of stones. I personally prefer his son's version, though, from The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers by Sean Covey. Quote, Have you ever seen the big rock experiment? You get a bucket and you fill it half full of small pebbles. You then try to put several big rocks in the bucket on top of the pebbles, but they don't all fit. So you empty the bucket and start over. This time you put the big rocks in the bucket first, followed by the pebbles. The pebbles neatly fill the spaces around the big rocks. This time it all fits. The difference is the order in which the rocks and the pebbles were placed in the bucket. If you put the big rocks in first, everything fits. Big rocks and pebbles. Big rocks represent the almost important things. Pebbles represent all the little everyday things that suck up your time, such as chores, busy work, phone calls and interruptions. The moral of the story is, if you don't schedule your big rocks in first, they won't get done, end quote. I think that time for play, time for personal passions, I think that qualifies as a big rock. I've always slapped that intention into my day. I will always make time for role-playing games in every one of my days on this planet, and I'm never going to make an apology for it. Whether it's reading a bit more of an RPG book, giving myself a space to add to my campaign, designing a monster, inventing a special artefact, rolling up a character, or doing something longer like playing a solo session using Mythic or sitting down with a group to play. I make time for my role-playing hobby. I believe that it's really important for me to make time for it. And I encourage you to make time for your hobby too, because it's good for you to play. The challenge, of course, 
is to intentionally place that big rock playing games in the jar before you allow the pebbles to start pouring all around you. Yeah. Place the time you need with your family in the jar. Add the major plans you have at work. And by all means, place beside them the love of gardening or whatever it else is that you enjoy. But if you want to actually get around to playing RPGs, put the big rock in the damn jar. Make time for it in your day. Be bold. Put a one-hour slot in your diary. One hour is eminently doable in a week that consists of 168 of them. It's one one-sixty-eighth of your week. And if you're anything like me, you spend more time checking your phone in a single day. One hour for gaming. Put it aside. Make it a big rock. And when the time arrives, use it for gaming. Here are some quick ideas for a one-hour gaming space. Roll up a character using the game you want to play. Get a taste for it. Or run a quick one-on-one combat with your character versus a monster or some other antagonist. Learn how that works. Run yourself through a one-page dungeon adventure plucked from any of the many blogs and products out there. I mean, simply Google one-page dungeon and pick one. Or sit and read an RPG book, but do it with the intention to learn. Each time you come to a chapter title or a subtitle, don't just read it. Turn that title into a question. Then ask yourself the question and pause. Think about it. And then read the chapter or subsection with the intention of learning how to answer that question. At the end of the section, pause and recap how you would answer the question. Yes, I really am suggesting studying the book with the intention to learn it. Stop reading casually when it's game time. Read with intention. Make gaming a big rock. And don't forget, You can always choose to involve your family and your friends in that time if you want to. Make gaming a big rock in your life. Are you sitting alone, fully aware that you've not got anyone you can get a game with? Maybe your biggest barrier is in finding players or finding a GM. I know how this feels. I allowed myself to go fully 10 years from entering university through to moving to Nottingham. 10 years without finding some people to roleplay with. And what's ridiculous is in that time, I worked for Games Workshop, the renowned tabletop miniatures wargaming company. And I played less in that time than at any time before or after. The reason? I didn't have anyone to play with. Which, of course was a totally BS excuse for not playing. And it'd be an even bigger part of stinking BS if it was happening to me today. Firstly, you don't need other people to get a game in. You can play solo. Go and listen to episodes 408 and 410, pretty recently aired, for some details on how to game solo. I'm sure, really sure, that'll give you some inspiration. But okay, let's assume you won't allow yourself to game alone. Well, what are you waiting for? 
get online and find an online gaming group. Or get out into the area you live in and start hunting for players. I mean, unless you actually live literally in the middle of nowhere, and I do get that probably quite a few of my listeners, especially those maybe in the big countries like the USA and Russia and the Canada, you know, maybe you really do live in the middle of nowhere and there's nobody to game with. But, hey, why not stick up an advert somewhere anyway? I mean, why not stick up an advert in the local cafe or bookstore or even the library? Even if that's miles from where you live, let me point out that gamers tend to be readers. And places where people read or where they locate books, they are good bets for finding interested newbies. Remember that the founder of the Twin Cities gaming group that Dave Arneson became part of, that dude went into the local library and looked up who'd been taking out the copy of Strategos that he was like interested in reading. And then he called those people. And admittedly, you can't do that today. You know, GDPR in the UK would stop that. But hey, go where there are readers. And I'm betting, really betting, you'll find interesting newbies. Hey, even if all that doesn't work, why don't you use the one hour you put aside today? Why don't you use that to locate some players or locate a GM? I mean, if you did that once a week until you find a group, wouldn't that make a difference? Whatever you do, just please stop waiting for the people to come and bang on your door or to email you a request. It's not very likely to happen, at least until you start to look for them. I find that when I put the intention out there to find something, that somehow, whether it's the universe, whether it's just I'm noticing... Somehow, I start noticing and finding my way to those things I'm looking for. And there are millions of players worldwide. Many of them have internet access. So reach out. Find some of those people. And if nothing else, just hop on MeWe and say hello to me. I'm waving. Whatever you do, overcome the inertia. Do it. Now. Inertia is the tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged. If you do nothing to begin your hobby, your life will remain unchanged and you will never begin. Life is too precious to fill up with other people's pebbles. Don't surrender to the resistance. Bring your unique creative contribution to the community that is all around you, worldwide, and waiting to hear from you. Come on, pick up your dice and play. And if nothing else, resolve to put a pair of six-sided dice in your pocket today. Whenever you notice them there, pull them out and roll them. Think about how it feels to roll some dice. Allow yourself to smile. Remember, the journey of a thousand hexes begins when you pick up some dice. Game on. Alright, I'd like to give a big shout out to the patrons who support the show with their generous support via the Roleplay Rescue Patreon. Our community is currently at the 27 supporter mark and we're just 
three more people away from hitting the 30 patron goal. You can find the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash RPG Rescue. I want to say very clearly that without these people, I might well be tempted to stop podcasting. I mean, it crossed my mind this week with you know all the pressures of work and life. But I have to say, having supportive people chucking one or more dollars of backing in the jar, that's very encouraging. And when you add to that all the lovely things they say and all the fantastic questions I get, it's amazing. So here then is the Roleplay Rescue Roll of Honour. I haven't done this for a while. I hope you don't mind me doing it again. Here we go. These are the people who made this and every previous episode made it possible. The blessed champion of the light, Russell Andrews. May his name be sung forever. The mighty sword bearers, Nick Lockwood and Mark Graham. The brave shield bearers, Jason Connolly, Tim Baker, Old Scouser, Pure Mongrel, Aaron Barkley, Tim Shorts and Frank Turfler. And the intrepid torchbearers, Ray Otis, Rob Arcangeli, Reese Laundry, Andrew, Shandy Andy Sutton, Juho Rutila, The Armchair Adventurers, Brian Miller, Jeffrey Collier, Spencer, aka Free Thrall, Hobbs and Friends, Richard Fraser, Darren Green, aka Arthed, Glenn Robinson, Edwin King, Christian Richards, Peter Skeynes, and Vance Atkins. Thank you, all of you. Game on. Hey, just want to call in about your interview with Colin. Great show. Really enjoyed it. Thought I was a bobblehead on my dashboard as much as I was nodding my head. You know, old Spike Pick's pretty agreeable guy, kind of, or I should say, pretty reasonable guy talking about different kinds of social media. I don't do traditional social media because my job, but I've always preferred forums, to be honest. Discord's okay. I like G+, pretty good. But it's hard to follow some of those things where forums are a lot easier to follow threads. But podcasting's pretty interesting. I look forward to get into it next month. But anyway, oh, I don't know if I said that. This is Jason. I don't know if I said that or not, but we'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Jason, my man. Oh dear. Oh, did I just go a bit Hobbesian? Thanks for the call in, Jason. Is this you come sort of admitting that you're going to come in and do a podcast? I'm really curious now. Going to do a podcast, mate? Awesome. See this a lot, you know, people call in and they call in a bit more and then they call in a bit more. Before you know it, oh, they're part of the community and they're podcasting too. Nice one, mate. Hey, Jay, Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor here. I finished up listening to you and uh, Colin's discussion this afternoon, and I just wanted to let you know, really enjoyed it. It was really cool listening to you guys kind of going back and forth and discussing uh, different gaming philosophies and thoughts and ideas and just kind of having two folks that I really like listening to doing that going the back and forth was really nice so i just want to let you know you know would love to hear you guys do a part two or something like that or whatever you decide and uh keep them uh gem journals going i know i know it's a struggle you wanted to do every week but i gotta say chad do really enjoy them so all right keep up the great work we'll talk soon Chad. hey shay this is 
Larry with Follow Me and Die. I just got done listening to your pit rescue podcast with Colin, and I really enjoyed what you guys had to share. Um, it's really good to have those conversations that can be shared with others. I really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Hey, what's going on, Shay? It's Joe Richter, man. Uh, another fantastic episode, dude. Uh, thanks for playing my message. And I just wanted to say that I also recently just picked up the Call of Cthulhu starter set and am really looking forward to running it, uh, the paper chase set scenario with a friend of mine. And that'll be my first time ever running a game online. So I'm going to be curious to see how that goes. I played in my first ever online game just on uh, this past Saturday. And so, yeah, hopefully, you know, I can get this technology thing figured out and maybe, you know, we can play some Call of Cthulhu together or something sometime, man. Anyway, dude, have a great one. Peace out. Wow, what an amazing collection of people to receive calls from. And on top of that, all a low love for the Pit Rescue Ramblecast, which Colin and I did. Uh, thank you so much, guys. It's really good to hear from you, and I really appreciate the love. I don't know what to say. I, I guess I'm mostly interested in Joe's game and how that's going to go. So, Joe, good luck, man. Hope that goes well. Um, if it was me, I'd be diving on to using Fantasy Grounds with the Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition stuff already to rock and roll. But, hey, Tim, thanks for the love, man. It's great to hear from you. Um, I really appreciate your recent episode, and I'm hoping you're feeling a bit better about gaming. Uh, maybe get a bit of motivation going. That would be lovely. But I appreciate you calling. And Larry, brilliant to hear from you. Uh, Follow Me and Die is one of those iconic podcasts that I always look up to. And to know that you're listening, man, that means a lot to me. It really does. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to call in. All together, guys. Awesome sauce. Oh, and I got a new call-in. In fact, I got a string of call-ins from a new caller. Check it out. Hello, Jay. Just wanted to leave a message. My name's Paul Stoneman, and I wanted to say how much I enjoyed your review of Mythic. Uh, I've been playing Mythic on and off for many years, but just recently I got back into it because I do enjoy solo RPG, and Mythic, for me, works the best. I like the freeform um, mechanics of the game, and the way that you just don't need a GM and the story just twists and turns. So, um, yeah, great review. And I've, of course, enjoyed listening now to all your other podcasts. So um, all the best. And um, I'll leave some more messages at a later date. Bye for now. And it didn't take long, it seems. Hello, Jay. Paul Stoneman here, just playing catch up with uh, some of your podcasts and I've just listened to episode 402, Return of the Flaky GM. Yeah, you raised some good points and um, I'm with you because I have for many years kept swapping and changing and thinking I've found the right game, I've found the right RPG book and... um, soon as I get it, soon as I start to understand it more and more, I just want to go out and change it and find new stuff. And it is quite frustrating at times, but 
then I think it's great fun also to learn new stuff. Okay, my time is running out, so um, great episode, and um, yeah, thanks very much. All the best. Hello, Jay. This is part two, um, as I run out of time. Yeah, you were saying about um, not settling on one particular RPG. At the moment, I am very, very much into um, um, Mythic, and um, I, I enjoy it so much. It does everything I need in a role-playing game. It, um, it's got great solo uh, capabilities, and it's so flexible and open, and I... I like it so much, but in the back of my mind, there's that niggle that I'm going to find something better or I'm, or I'm going to go out and seek something else. But I'm trying to stay on track and it isn't, it is difficult at times. Yeah, it's, um, but it's great. It's still a great hobby. Bye for now. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's a terrific trio of messages. Paul, thank you so much for calling in and uh, sharing your thoughts on Mythic and also on that struggle, you know, to find the game, the one game. All joking aside, I just think what a fantastic call in. Um, I'm with you with Mythic. I think it does provide pretty much pretty much anything a person would need, certainly for a solo game. And I'm kind of pretty sure it could provide a very good storytelling game experience for a group as a role-playing game system it's very structured very straightforward and not cluttered you know nice and light which is a great thing of course that doesn't stop me from collecting games either and going off on one and um i get it we all share this don't we and i don't think we should feel ashamed actually i think this part of the collecting and searching and questing for that game experience is something that is part of the hobby part of what we're about and i just want to encourage people to keep playing it doesn't matter if you have one game or a thousand as long as you're enjoying yourself with them so yeah paul thanks for calling in brilliant to hear from you and i really hope to hear from you again soon i hope you enjoy the podcast game on and that's about it for this episode so I want to say a massive and huge thank you to the people who've called into the show. Thank you, Jason, Tim, Joe, Larry, and Paul. It's muchly appreciated. I mean, personally, I feel that messages are one of the best things about Anchor Podcasting. And I, at least, and I think most of us, we really value the calls. So thank you. Getting the notification for me is a really big boost in my day, it has to be said. And I do listen to all of them, uh, usually within a few minutes of getting them. And even even when somebody sends me a call that doesn't kind of quite work out, occasionally we get these blank calls and stuff. I know someone pocket calls you or whatever. Even that's fab. It just means that someone was listening and they were on their Anchor app. So hooray. I don't know, but I just want you to please, please, please take the time. If you've got something to say, something to ask, whatever, please just take the time to make a call. It makes a massive difference to the podcaster, to me, uh, to the community. You know, go hit the uh, Anchor app um, or just hit the link in the show notes if you're online and it'll take you to where you can drop a message. As I said earlier, Roleplay Rescue is brought to you through 
all of the support of the generous Patreon patrons. And I just want to thank them again. Please consider coming and joining our community. And, um, well, I guess that leaves it with thanks for listening. It's it's totally gratifying to see that you guys are still downloading the episodes and lending me your ears and kind of keeping up with it all. Um, the numbers, they steadily tick up. And whilst the numbers aren't what it's all about, it is very, very rewarding to see just one or two new people each episode kind of come along. And all of the people who are continuing to listen, like hanging in there and bearing with me. I have to say, I'm not sure whether this episode was any particularly good, but it was on my mind and I wanted to get it off my chest. So uh, if it's just an indulgence, thank you so much for indulging me. So that's about it. My name is Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. I'll see you again on the flip side. Game on.